When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Duranted. Nothing personal word of the day. It's Friday, July 1st. Welcome to July. The year is halfway done. Starting second half of 2022 with Duranted. Yesterday, 250. I'm sitting around getting ready for recording a, a show for the upcoming trip to Tanzania and Uganda and uh, Kenya. So we're recording a mailbag, which you'll hear while while I'm gone. And I'm thinking we're about three hours and change from NBA free agency. So I'm thinking about today's show and who's going to sign which max deals, how quickly it'll be announced, whether or not there'll be any big free agent moves. And everything's going along rather smoothly. And then all of a sudden a tweet comes out, and this is where the obsession comes in. I'm not sure I should have bought the solar charger and the power bank for my trip for my upcoming trip it wouldn't be bad to not be looking at your phone immediately every second of every moment of every day trying to make sure that i'm on top of it for these shows for you and for me and for coca but all of a sudden there it is beep do and then uh -uh, if you leave it on vibrate like when you get a bunch of alerts don't you ever think to yourself why do i have alerts from all these different sites when they're all the same alerts, yet you never manage your alerts to get rid of half of the, so you've got Bleacher Report and CBS and then ESPN and then MLB.com and, and NBA, all of the different ones. Why? Anyway, I digress. So all of them come in. Kevin Durant, maybe the best player in the NBA, certainly top five player in the NBA, let's not argue this at the moment, is working with Sean Marks, the GM of the Nets, and his agent, Durant's agent, to work a trade out of Brooklyn because he has said, je suis fini, I'm finished. You could say je fini, I have finished. Je suis fini, I am finished. He's done with the Nets. And the first thing that came into my head, and I took note of this because I wanted to have a visceral reaction and I wanted to give to you what my reaction was. Every reaction that you have is about your own personal experience, right? It's you, you, you bring that to bear. It's part of your decision tree. It's part of what life is. You use your past to inform your present, and that sort of guides what your future will be. Of course, changes can be made. The first thing I thought of was, man, if this were me and I were the president of the Nets and I was in charge of this debacle, I would have gotten my ass completely kicked. That was the first thought. The second thought was, again? And I went right back to Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce 
and the Nets, who made that ridiculous trade from the Celtics, traded away all their first-round picks, got Pierce and uh, and Garnett, and failed. Nothing ever came of it. They played together for a year or two, and that was that. So that was the second thing that came to mind. The third thing that came to mind is, wait a minute, doesn't Kevin Durant have four years left? Why is he dictating, and why is Sean Marks, the GM, working with his agent to trade him? So Kevin Durant, here, here's how it went, and it was good. It was a phone call. I don't think they'd do it like in a, in a meeting. I think it would just be a phone call. There's a conference call. Uh, Sean, we've got Kevin and what's the agent's name, Coca? Rich? I don't know if it's Rich, but just say Rich. It is Rich. I have the weirdest things in my head that Coca gives me because Coca will uh, Coca will call me during the day and he'll text me during the day and I read them all. Sometimes I don't read them as quickly as he'd like me to, but I do. I just may not respond immediately, which doesn't mean I, I haven't read them, but I'm certainly not going to keep my read receipts on. So Rich and Kevin are holding for you, Sean. Sean picks up the phone and says, hey, how we doing? Yeah, I, you know, I don't think we're going to go the max here for Kyrie. We got him for the year. Just make sure we stay healthy. I think we got a good chance. I think that we can really work with Ben. He's going to come back. He's 25 years old, Ben Simmons. You know, the rest of the Eastern Conference, you know, we're, we're right there. Is that why you were calling? Well, actually, no, Sean. Kevin, do you have anything to say? Well, Rich, you said you were going to tell Sean. No, no, no. Rich says to Kevin, you tell Sean. Sean says, what the hell are you guys talking about? And Rich says, all right, I'll do it. Sean, I want to be traded. Wait, Rich, why do you want to be traded? No, I'm sorry. I'm so nervous. Kevin wants to be traded. What? Click. If I got a call from an agent and a player of a guy that I signed to a four-year deal, not a year ago. It was August 21 when Kevin Durant signed his four-year deal. If I got a call from an agent and a player together on the phone saying, hey, I want to bail. And this is not a schlepper player. This is the top player we have who's been injured and we carried him through his injury. It's been an absolute nightmare, but we've got a chance for some stability. The COVID protocols are over. Kyrie's going to play 82 games at $47 million or whatever that player option was, $45 million. We traded for Ben Simmons. He's going to be healthy. We're taking care of his brain, his back. We're taking care of everything. Kevin, you're good from start to finish. If I got a call, I would literally, and I don't like using that word unless it's true, I would say I can't talk about this right now. I wouldn't just hang up. I would say I'm not talking about this right now. Click. And then I would walk outside. I would scream like I'm in a movie. I'd walk back inside. I'd pick up the phone. I'd call Kevin and I'd say, hey, KD, I just got the weirdest call from your doppelganger. And I'm on Twitter. I don't see anything about it. So this camp, you're not like fighting with Michael Rappaport or anything. So I don't know what's happening. But I had a dream that you just called me and asked to be traded. Hey, Sean, I'm sorry. I, I just want out. This is not what I had thought would happen. I really don't want to be with Kyrie anymore. What, you don't? You, you, you manufactured it so you did want to be with him. What do you mean you don't want to be with him? Well, I'm not saying I don't want to be with him. What I'm actually saying is I don't want to be with him on your team. Well, is this because of Joe, the owner? 
No, you know, I've got a pretty good relationship with Joe. I'm thankful for the money. You know, I got 194 million bucks. That was very nice. And I don't mind his wife either. We've done some charitable stuff. It's good. But I, I just don't, I don't see it happening here. You've only played like 23% of the possible games since we acquired you guys, you and Kyrie. What do you mean you don't think it's possible? Well, I just, it's just, can you just take my word for it? No, I won't, Kevin. I won't take your word for it. And I'm not doing this. Well, hold on one second. Let me, let me bring in Rich. Hey, it's Rich again. Hey, Sean, by the way, not only does KD want to get traded, he wants to go to either the Phoenix Suns or the Miami Heat. Click. Walk outside. Take a breath. I haven't called Joe yet. I'm not calling the owner when I get this call yet. Go back, call him up. I'm sorry, Kevin. Were you just saying that you want to be traded and you're telling me where you want to be traded to? All right, here's an idea. I'm going to call the owner right now and tell him what's happening. And then it's going to be released what's happening. And we're going to turn the NBA world upside down. Because if we're going to trade you, and the only scenario under which you get traded, Kevin, is I will trade you wherever the hell I want. And if I don't get back exactly what I want, and I mean exactly, if I want an extra pair of Converse sneakers and a trip to Positano, and I don't get it, you're not being traded. I'm going to be very unhappy, Sean. I'm going to play miserable. I may choose not to play home games, road games. I may not travel. I'm going to want load management. I don't care, Kevin. You've What have you done for us? I'm not going to go crazy here. Let's get this word out, and let's see what happens next. 2.50 p.m. comes. The tweet comes out. And the world was set on fire. All of a sudden, it's breaking news. Everyone, I need an article. I'm going to need a thousand words right now, the editors say to their NBA insiders. I'm going to need to know every trade that could happen for Kevin Durant. I want you to think of everything. Make a three-team trade. Make a four-team trade. Figure out how to get Westbrook here and Ben Simmons there. We can't get Bam from here. What about Devin Booker? He's going to sign a max. We can't get Devin Booker. What about Kardashian? Yes, we can get Courtney Kardashian, but not Kim and maybe Chris Humphreys back is there any way to get Lauren Michaels and Pete Davidson we could maybe do that Pete Davidson's sort of a free agent not doing Saturday Night Live anymore what about Trey Young Trey Young no there's no way the Hawks are trading Trey Young I know we can get Kyrie Irving to the Lakers with LeBron and then maybe get Anthony Davis back to the net no that won't work either all right everybody write down your trades we have to have it released in 22 minutes, every single media outlet. We need right now you to talk about where Kevin Durant's going. The NBA landscape changing. Who are the new favorites? We're going to need new odds. In Vegas, they're coming up with new odds right now for championships, MVPs, where he's going to be traded. One phone call and the world changes. And my question is, you're going to allow your league to get Duranted. How many more times, Adam Silver, are you going to let this happen? Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, was so excited yesterday. NBA free agency starts. It is the absolute lead story. I got bumped from CBS Sports HQ. Dumped last night. I was supposed to make a bunch of picks at 6.15 live. I'm sitting there waiting for the Skype. Nothing. Hello? Nothing. What? Well, what's going on? Nobody calls. So I text and say, I'm sitting here on my bum 
waiting after a long day. Are we live? Are we not live? Finally, I get the call. Oh, no. There's so much breaking news. We don't know what to do. We've got NBA. We've got college football. We'll get to that in a minute. We just, no, no baseball tonight. Can you imagine? Baseball is supposed to own the landscape. Baseball announces their all-star votes. We'll talk about that maybe if we even get to it this show. If we even get to it on this show. And Adam Silver steals it. But what is the thing that you are focused on? If I say to you what happened yesterday in the NBA, to the extent you even know, Adam Silver wants you to say, look at all of these teams who retained their best players. The collective bargain agreement is working exactly as we thought it would work. We wanted to give the advantage to teams to be able to re-sign their guys because fans get attached to players and they want to see those players on their team and see those teams win. Everything's coming up roses. And then Adam Silver got deranted. Is it good for basketball? So the PR side of me, where you want to be talked about, there's no such thing as bad press as long as they don't put a P in your name. The NBA rules the day. And now they're going to rule the next week, the next month, where Kevin Durant is going to get traded. If Kevin Durant gets traded, will be the story always until someone gets a toenail on the first training camp day in full pads in football. But until then... Kevin Durant will be the story. Not baseball, not the All-Star game, not what's going on with Shohei Otani or Artie Moreno or Aaron Judge. No, Kevin Durant's the story. Rob Manford's sitting there right now in New York, fuming, fuming. What can we do? How do we get free agency to happen in a day? I wonder if he could even figure that out. So where do you think Durant's going? Well, the Phoenix Suns are not going to trade Devin Booker. The Miami Heat, I guess they'd have to trade Bam plus Tyler Hero plus Udonis Haslam plus Nick Lowry plus Duncan Robinson plus seven first-round draft picks plus Bernie the mascot plus, I think, no, they probably would have to trade him. I was going to say they'd have to trade Spolstra. Those Miami Heat, they were all busy yesterday. Did you read that? They traded, uh, do you know, Coca's right. We talked about this. The Miami Heat can't trade Bam to the Nets because if they do, here's a rule I didn't know till yesterday. You can't have two players on your team who signed rookie max deals, five-year rookie deals, who have both been traded. Isn't that crazy? You cannot have two players on your team who have rookie max deals not on their original team. And they'd have Ben Simmons and Bam Adebayo. So in order to get Bam, they have to trade Ben, which is why all the, all the pundits are saying if you get Bam, you trade Ben here. If you get another player, there was another guy from another team from Sacramento or Portland or who knows what. Do you know what I would do with Kevin Durant? I would trade him to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I love Oklahoma City, you know that. I just know that he wanted out of there. Where else would I trade him? What's an NBA outpost? Sacramento. That would be a good one. Who's the worst team in the league? How about trading him to the Knicks? That'd be a good one for Jalen Brunson. 
Jalen Brunson got $104 million from the Knicks like we said he would. Leon Rose, way to go. Now, you made a lot of money on that. Is that conflict of interest when your son makes a commission off a free agent deal that the father gives? I don't think it's a conflict, but it's damn good for the for the Hanukkah party. Damn good. Are you sure it's from the same draft class, Coca? Are you 100% certain that it's two players from the same draft class on rookie deals cannot be on the same team that's not their original team? Okay. I thought it was just from any draft class. So that's a good correction. Thank you. That's a funny rule. You can't have two players from the same draft class on rookie max deals because you can get a five-year deal out of, out of school as a rookie. Both traded to one team. Okay. That's why Bam and Ben will never be teammates, I guess, until their next deals. I'm not trading Kevin Durant to the number one seed Phoenix Suns or the number one seed Miami Heat. I'm not doing it. I'm just not. If I am Joe Sy, the owner of the Nets, I am not taking this lightly. This is embarrassing. This is embarrassing for the Nets. This will make the Nets a lottery team. I read a great article that the Houston Rockets are all excited about this. I think the Houston Rockets could trade all their first-round picks that they got from the Nets for Harden and trade them back to get Durant, except they really want the Nets' first-round picks because now the Nets' first-round picks are going to be really good because the Nets are going to stink. We all got Duranted yesterday, and it didn't feel good. But I'm using some A&D ointment, so I feel a little better right now. What about Jokic of the Denver Nuggets? He got $264 million yesterday. Two-time MVP staying with Denver. Pretty good. He's got a player option in 2027 for $60 million. Here's how the NBA works. There's a salary cap and a salary floor and you have to spend a certain amount of money, which is why all these crappy players keep getting all this money. Now, I don't mean Jokic, but if you look at all the deals that went, you've got mediocre players you've never heard of getting $15 million a year. It's absurd. It makes John Konkak look underpaid. Google it. Coco was upset yesterday. He was happy with me for one thing, because I watched the bear. He was upset with me because... He wanted to tell me that he thought Bradley Beal was a sellout for taking $250 million from the Washington Bullets and saying the um, 469, Coca, wipe it. He was upset that Bradley Beal took $251 million from the Washington Wizards. And his view was, I guess championships don't matter. Take the money. And I said, wait. Are you jealous of him? Are you happy for him? He said, no, no, I'm, I'm thrilled for him because he understands that money is more important than championships. So do we criticize players who take the most money they can from teams even when they stink? Do you look at players in baseball when they make deals, like when Robinson Cano signs with the Mariners and leaves the Yankees? Do you say that's not good? You're chasing rings, the opposite of chasing rings? I don't get that. We criticize players when they chase rings. We criticize players when they take money from crappy teams. I have a better idea. Don't criticize any of them because they all make their own personal decisions. And the NBA rules are such that Bradley Beal was best suited taking that money from the Washington Wizards, who are never going to win a championship because they fired Ernie Grunfeld. <sighs> all right, I'm going to do a wait to see. Wait to see is when I tell you something's going to happen 
We revisit it when it doesn't happen. We revisit it when it does happen. Kevin Durant, are you listening? You're not on Twitter, so you may have disappeared. You're always on Twitter. Now you go silent? What, you don't want to you don't want to comment on the fact that you demanded a trade after signing a deal a year ago? You absolute It's just pathetic. But okay. Guess what? You're not going to Phoenix or Miami. That's a wait to see. If the if the New Jersey, damn it, Coca. 69-89-42. If the Brooklyn Nets trade Kevin Durant to one of his two preferred destinations, I'm done talking about the Brooklyn Nets. I will not mention them again on the show. That is a damn promise. Because when a player believes that they can control their own destiny, player empowerment has gone to a level that even for the NBA is too much. Kevin Durant has no right to demand anything. I'm going to explore trades to the Phoenix Suns and the Miami Heat. Horse hockey. I want him traded to the Continental Basketball Association. You stink, Knicks. $104 million to Jalen Brunson. Come on. What do you do if you're in college football and you've lost so much money? If you're a university, you lost so much money because of COVID. You tried to cut all these sports, right? You tried to cut the budgets and you got crucified for getting rid of men's lacrosse, which generates about $2.69. Can't do it. Can't cut the budget there. We got to put them back. Stanford says, all right, we're back. We got an anonymous donor, whatever. All these schools are trying to find ways to make money. Unexpected money, not expected money, not already contractually obligated income. They're trying to find a way to get new revenue streams. The best way to get a new revenue stream, two, the top two ways that universities get new revenue streams, number one, benefactors either by gifts from alums, gifts from people who have kids at the school, whatever the case is, large gifts from very wealthy people, billion dollar gifts, $250 million gifts, just major gifts that schools can use for the general fund to help with the budget or help with a capital expense that a school has, build a new dorm, which can help get some more tuition revenue, all sorts of things that can happen. Number two, switch conferences. Now that sounds silly. Well, how can switching conferences get you get you more money? So USC and UCLA got together and they said, we have a small problem here. Uh, we got crushed by COVID. We have no real path to unexpected revenue. You know, we don't mind being in the Pac-10. I know it's the Pac-12, but it's about to be the Pac-10, right? 12 minus two is 10. And they said, here's what we're gonna do. We are going to sell our services because we, as a university, why should players be the only ones who get NIL deals? Why should players be the only ones who are free agents? This is brilliant. We're going to be a free agent. Can you imagine if in Major League Baseball, there were competitive leagues, competing leagues in Japan, in Taiwan, in the U.S., anywhere, and you're the Miami Marlins and you say, hey, we could use some money. No way. There's an offer that we can be part of the Japanese Baseball League and you're going to give us $2.4 billion? Uh, see you later. We're going to Japan. What about in soccer, right? What if there were a, 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 a team in Syria and they could just all of a sudden disappear 
and join the Premier League. That's amazing. What a concept. We just thought of this live on the show. Teams should be allowed to be free agents. Why not? I don't have to be in the Major League Baseball. I don't have to be in the NBA. Imagine if the imagine if the XFL, someone buys the XFL. A let's pretend that Jeff Bezos buys the XFL. And he says, you know what? I want, wait for it, the New England Patriots in the XFL. I'm going to give Robert Kraft $27 billion to come to the XFL. See you later, Roger. Going to the XFL. This is brilliant. USC and UCLA said, we don't nearly want to be in the Pac-12 because if we go to the Big 10, which is now the Big 16, maybe the Big 18, I guess it could become the Big 20. Do they change their whole name? I can't. They, they have a whole network. They have a whole TV deal based on the Big 10. I guess you could rebrand it. If Fox can become Bally's through Sinclair, I guess you could change your name at your conference. Why wouldn't you? They're going to increase their annual revenue by double. They're going to have opportunities to change the way that USC and UCLA are looked at as football teams by joining the Big Ten. And they're getting paid for it. It's become this huge story yesterday that they're leaving. What does it mean? It means the Big Ten has now countered the SEC who, who got those two teams. Remember, they expanded. Who did they get, Coca? Was it Texas and Oklahoma? Is that, did the SEC get them? Do I have that wrong? Is there some recollection? Something. Something happened where they went. All these Power Five conferences that you read about, it's now really maybe being consolidated into two powerful conferences, the Big 19 and the SEC. All the other conferences are saying, are we going to fold? What are we going to do? It's like a game of musical chairs, and it's all based on TV revenue. It's based on rights deals. Apple is getting into media rights. They're offering tremendous amounts of money. Conferences are paying out up to 100, maybe more, sometimes in cases more than $100 million to a school. If you're a university president, that is all that matters. You don't care. If you are the president of USC and you are in the Pac-12 or the Big 20, it doesn't matter. They've got a business to run. You know who was really happy yesterday when, the US, when USC and UCLA left? Mark Emmert. Do you know that name? He's the erstwhile leader of the NCAA. He's the one who just resigned. Because the NCAA, for all intents and purposes, is what? What are they the governing body of? What rules are they making and who's following them? They don't even run the college football playoff. What do they do? I think this could be the straw that breaks the camel's back. The NCAA is going to cease to exist as an organization because the conferences realize, the powerhouse universities realize, why do we need an extra layer of rules and regulations when they do not impact us, we do not benefit one iota from the NCAA. So for me, wouldn't it be interesting if the NCAA ends up folding? Mark Emmert just says, thank God. You know, when these conferences get together, I'm picturing how these calls go. 
they're looking for new commissioners all the time and there's existing commissioners, but then the presidents have to speak. I remember when Jonathan Holloway, who you go back and listen to that Samson sit down from, I don't know when it was last year, two years ago, he's the president of Rutgers. And we talked about meetings that they were having about COVID and about all these different things. This was during COVID, I guess. The conferences get together. And like other people who run businesses, once in a while you get together, like you have a best practices meeting. And I don't mean you're sharing the formula for new Coke or giving the codes to your warehouse. I mean, you're getting together to talk about what you can do as an industry or what you can do as the leading corporations of the world to help effectuate change, to help climate change in light of the Supreme Court opinion yesterday. That was another lovely Supreme Court opinion on fossil fuels and greenhouse gases. And I don't even want to talk about that. We've talked about the Supreme Court a little too much, too much, too much. Why would they make that? Okay, I'm going to read that opinion over the weekend, so I don't want to talk about it. So they get together and they, they talk about things that they can do to both improve their business. What can they do that adds money, not switches money? That's an important thing when groups of business leaders get together. You're not talking about taking money, right? We're in a zero-sum game where you've got five companies working together and one company takes money from another company, so one company increases and one company decreases, but you're back where you were. No, when these companies get together, you're actually talking about what you can do to get other people's money, to increase all of the revenue. So there was something that happened between a bunch of conferences. The Big 20 got together with Pac-12, ACC, and they had a handshake agreement amongst each other where they were going to all get along because they were so upset with what the SEC did when they took when they poached teams and they said we don't want to be a part of this we are going to say to each other that we are going to try not to poach teams from each other's conferences we are going to work together to all of us get better and fight off what we perceive the SEC is trying to do. One year later, one year later, the Big 20 takes from the Pac-12. It's one of the things about a handshake agreement. It's not an agreement. It's not a contract. It's nothing. You know, It's only as good as whether or not the people talking actually care. Think about it from Survivor, if you want. When you've got an alliance and they do the fist pump, or I swear on my kids' lives. None of that is legally binding. None of it really matters. And at the end of the day, these schools and these conferences, they're really only out for themselves. That's why we find it so hard to make meaningful change in the corporate world. We find it very difficult to figure out a way to deal with the middle class disappearing. Because at the end of the day, the large corporations, the billionaires, and this is not being critical of the billionaires, who run the businesses from Bezos to Gates, et cetera, to Elon Musk. This is them saying, we have got to pretend that we are going to work together and play nicely, trying to make the world a better place, trying to fend off any more bad guys. But the truth is, if I have the first opportunity to do something to help my stock price, to help myself, that makes me a winner. It took the big 24 one year 
to say, screw you, Pac-12. The ramifications of the move from USC and UCLA from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten are going to be seismic. Seismic. Because you're going to see conferences who are the haves, and then everyone else is going to get swallowed up like they were eaten by a bear. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. It's David Sampson. It's a Friday of a long weekend. It's July 4th weekend. Hard to imagine. There will be no show on Monday, July 4th because we're going to be barbecuing. We're going to be wearing red, white, and blue, singing the national anthem eating and drinking. That's how we celebrate independence. I wonder if that, I wonder if that is what our founding fathers had in mind. Certainly what's going on now, they did not have in mind, but I wonder if what they had in mind to celebrate our independence on July 4th, 1776, was that we'd all hang around and eat hamburgers, hot dogs, and get hammered. Hmm. Set off fireworks and lose fingers. I guess maybe that's the plan. So have a great weekend, but be safe. And would you please not set off fireworks without paying attention? Don't let your kids do it. And frankly, don't let athletes do it. Okay. So I told you I was going to watch something, and I did yesterday from start to finish. I watched a new series on Hulu called The Bear. The Bear stars Jeremy Allen White, Ebon Ross Backrack, with guest appearances by Oliver Platt, Molly Ringwald, the guy from The Office. The Bear is getting so much momentum because it is the best piece of television that you will watch this entire year. It will be Emmy-nominated and Emmy award-winning. It is about a chef who is a French Laundry-style chef. We're talking Tim Love type of chef. We're talking the top of the top. And all of a sudden, there's a death in the family, and he's got to take over the family business, which is a sandwich shop in Chicago. The way that this four-hour, eight-episode series goes, I want you to get out your pulse oximeter that you had from COVID. I want you to stick your finger in the pulse oximeter, and I want you to monitor your pulse heart rate during the course of this show. It's not because it's scary. It's not a horror show. You know I don't watch those. It's not because there's people jumping out of closets, right? None of that. There's no murder. There's no sex. This eight-episode arc is one of the most 
intense, well-acted shows that you will see in your life. It is the best written, the best shot in terms of the cinema quality of the shots, how they cut from shot to shot, how some episodes are one camera, one cut, no cuts. And I don't mean like 1917, no cuts. I'm talking about how they give you an intensity in a 30-minute episode that I've never felt. It's not the intensity where you're worried what's going to happen next. It's the intensity of being in the room with the chef, being in the room with the bear, being in the head of Jeremy Allen White. Don't read spoilers. Don't hear that you've got to get yourself to episode seven and eight, which could be life-changing. Don't listen to any of that. Start at episode one and pretend you're watching a four-hour movie. Now, many of you say a four-hour movie, I'm never going to do it. You will not stop. You will start at episode one. You will binge all the way through episode eight, and you will thank me. It is called The Bear. Jeremy Allen White should win an Emmy for his performance as the chef, Carmi. I don't know who thought of this show. I don't know how brilliant minds think to film a show like this and how to make the pacing of a show like this. It is a level of brilliance that makes me so happy to be able to enjoy that content. I'm so thankful. Maddie Matheson, who is uh, involved in the show, I'm just thankful. Please watch The Bear. Coca turned me on to it and said I'm going to like it. Coca is very good at telling me when to watch things. He told me to watch Lovesick, and I loved it. He told me to watch The Bear. He's got a bunch of things that he has me watch, but not. He doesn't do it every day. So when he does it, I do it. And he called me up, and he said, you've got, I think he texted me, actually. He said, just start it right now. And it took me two days, and then I did it. And I am not the sorrier, and you won't be either. The Bear is on Hulu. It's an FX series on Hulu. You've got this. And I want to hear from you at David P. Sampson. I want to hear from you on Twitter or on Instagram or text me if we're friends or acquaintances or you just happen to have my number when I wouldn't realize that you have my number and tell me if you like it. It's called The Bear. Can you believe the Padres lost to the Dodgers? That's sort of bothersome to me. The Padres lost 3-1. We're 74-64. and Joe Musgrove pitched a great game, but they just couldn't score. They couldn't score. We're only 10 over. There's a lot going on in baseball right now. It's just second fiddle to what's going on in college with universities. It's second fiddle to what's going on in the NBA. It's just not ideal, but okay. It's all-star time. I'm just going to mention quickly that Aaron Judge and Ronald Acuna got the most votes in the National League and the American League, not respectively because I said their names backwards from how I was supposed to say them. It was Judge American League and Acuna National League. Acuna hasn't even played most of the year. But when you get the most votes, you're an automatic all-star starter. MLB has tried so much stuff. It's so bizarre to me. They have tried so much to get you interested in the all-star game, to get you interested in watching, to get you interested in voting. Now, when you vote for a starter... Like Jazz Chisholm could be the starter, the second baseman for the Marlins, but it could be Ozzie Albies. 
And so what they're doing is now there's a second round of voting where you start over. So, of course, it's going to be Ozzy Albies and not Jazz Chisholm, especially because Jazz is hurt. I spend so much time trying to get our players voted into the All-Star game and to be All-Star starters. It was so important to me that we had All-Star starters the year that we hosted the All-Star game in 2017. It was so important to have All-Star starters the first year of our ballpark. The feeling of pride when you've got All-Star starters on your team when you're a low-revenue, small-attended team, it matters. It matters in front offices of baseball teams. Someone asked me recently, Coca, uh, whether or not I cared when our players would get named all-star starters or named into the all-star game as a reserve because many of them had bonuses in their contracts like 25000 or $50,000. And my answer was, we always derived a greater benefit than the amount of the bonus that we would give to the player because of the attention we would get. It's why we wanted players in the home run derby. It's why we wanted players everywhere around All-Star Weekend. So vote if you want. When is this Freddie Freeman story going to be over? Let me give you my pick first for tonight. The Brewers and Corbin Burns, who could very well win back-to-back Cy Youngs. He's having that good a season. The Brewers need a win. I need a win. Take the Brewers over the Pirates. When is this Freddie Freeman saga going to end? Freddie Freeman is the player for the Braves. Remember, he won the World Series, and then he went to the Dodgers, and then he came back to Atlanta to play series, and then he cried, and then he fired his agents, and then his agents apparently were rumored to have not given him an offer. Remember all that? We did a, a show on that recently. I can't remember. Sometime this week, we talked to you in detail about Freddie Freeman's agent and Freddie Freeman's agent's reaction. Well, guess what? This story's not ending. Freddie Freeman's agent is doubling down on the fact that he represented Freddie Freeman correctly and came out with a statement yesterday, a statement out of for no reason. When a statement starts like this, I will not stand by as the circumstances surrounding Freddie Freeman's departure from Atlanta are mischaracterized. So here's a little word of advice when you're doing a statement. When you want the story to end, let it end. You know that. I've told you that. You don't start a statement with, I will not stand by. We know that because you're delivering a statement. So you've already wasted our time by protesting how much you want to make this statement, how much you are declaring that what is being said about you or the circumstance you're in or the situation you're in is so bad, it's so hurtful that you've got to release a statement to keep a story going after you already released a statement. So when the backup statement to the statement starts with, I will not stand by, well, NSS, baby. No shit, Sherlock. Of course you're not standing by. Anyway, not anyway. I will not stand by. Since March, since March, the Braves have fostered a narrative about the negotiations which stated plainly is false. Casey Close claims he's been doing this for 30 years and he has. He's got a good stable of players. I don't hold it against him that Derek Jeter was one of them because Derek Jeter was such a great player. Although he's still involved with Derek Jeter. How did that Jeter documentary go? Never watched it. Anyway, when you are categorically denying that you've done something, 
like Deshaun Watson says, I did not hurt these women. I did not do anything that wasn't consensual, etc. You don't say in a statement, stated plainly. Statements by definition are supposed to be stated plainly because if a fourth grader doesn't understand what you're saying, then you're not doing the statement correctly. The Braves have fostered a narrative about the negotiations, which stated plainly is false. How about the Braves have fostered a narrative about the negotiations, which is false. That seems plain enough. Part of that false narrative is the suggestion that I did not communicate a contract offer to the Freemans. Freddie Freeman, by the way, was part of this statement and wanted to make sure that his wife was included. I know Freddie, his wife is terrific, but had to get that in to the Freemans, not to Freddie, not to Freddie Freeman, to the Freemans. Hell yeah. Maybe she wanted to stay in Atlanta and not go to LA because that's where he's from. She's not. Next, this is, this is an intelligent agent doing a statement like this. To be clear, we communicated every offer that was made. Why do you have to say to be clear? Why do people have these verbal and written ticks, these crutches? All of us use them. Stop using them. It makes your argument less effective. Stated plainly, to be clear, to be honest. Let me be honest with you. To tell you the truth, we communicated every offer that was made, as well as every communication that our agency had with the Braves organization throughout the entire process. And you know what? I believe them. Yes, I'm taking the side of the agent again. I'm criticizing Casey Close for making this statement because there's no reason to do it. We all know the situation. We all know that Freddie Freeman wanted six years and Atlanta said, no, we'll give you five. And he wanted six. We all know what happened. And then the Dodgers gave him six. Don't give me the analysis of how much the California state taxes are versus Georgia and the deferrals that the LA Dodgers put in their deal. The Dodgers had leverage once the Braves traded for Matt Olson and signed him to an extension. You think Andrew Friedman is not going to take advantage of the leverage. The problem that's happening now with Freddie Freeman is that he's part of the Dodgers. Casey Close is making this an issue that's not going away. And Clayton Kershaw, another one of Casey Close's players. Clayton Kershaw, the Hall of Famer, lifetime Dodger, had to go public yesterday and say, wow, I hope Freddie Freeman doesn't view us as second fiddle. Just ponder that for one second. Freddie Freeman's teammate, Freddie Freeman, one of the nicest guys in baseball, had a teammate who had to go public and say to a reporter, I really hope that he understands the Dodgers are not second fiddle. We're competing for World Series championships every year. He's going to love us. He should love us now. We don't want to be someone's second choice. Freddie Freeman's got to go in that clubhouse and figure this out. Freddie Freeman's got to tell his agent, hey, not only are you fired, but shut up. Stop with your statements. No players are leaving you, Casey. No worry about the value of Excel management. Everything's fine. Clean up your statement and stop making them. But Casey Close had to sit there and he had to speak to his partners as they were under attack 
in the Twitterverse and in newspapers and in media with all the gas bags with their microphones and said, we got to do something. Freddie, you may not like this, but it's just business. Have a good weekend, everybody. This is nothing personal. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.